two guys, one epic journey. You're listening to The Supernatural Virgin. The following podcast is likely to contain adult language, descriptions of televised violence, and almost certainly spoilers for the CW's hit TV show, Supernatural. Supernatural and all related characters and elements are copyright, Warner Brothers Entertainment Incorporated, and no infringement of copyright is intended. Enjoy. We survived the bugs, and we're back. I nearly didn't come back after that. No more bugs, please. (laughs) No, no, no more bugs. And we're back for another two instalments of the Sam and Dean experience. And by that, I mean Supernatural. I'm Darren, and I'm a Supernatural fan. Hi, and I'm Vasco. I'm the Supernatural Virgin, I guess. Yeah, and together we're watching, or re-watching, every episode of the CW's hit series from the very start to the very end. And no more bugs. If, listen, if they come back, um, I'm off. Yeah, there's no bugs this time around. But before we do go much further, um, we do need to pick up on a couple of points from people who slipped into our DMs on Twitter with some observations about bugs or our, our podcast from last time. Uh, seriously? Yeah. No more bugs, please. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Well, there's one point is on the fact that we said that it was the receptionist who thought Sam and Dean were a couple, whereas actually it was the um, the poor, ill-fated real estate agent. Um, that was entirely my fault. As during the episode when we were watching it offline. I mentioned that uh, the whole they're a couple gag does pop up in the future uh, more, more often, um, but usually from retail receptionists or retail reception staff. So... Um, I'm rather planted an evil seed there, so sorry. Oh, I did even not say. Uh, well, the next thing was my use of the term Indian burial ground when talking about the Native American settlement that was the site of the insect killers. Now, when I mentioned it, um, it was in the context of traditional horror tropes, so sort of from the, the golden age of horror movies, as it were, such as talking about cursed land and things like that. So it was very much a term I was using with um, air quotes, but I fully appreciate uh, on reflection that air quotes don't translate so well on audio. Not really, no. So, mm. huge apologies for that. It wasn't in any way meant disrespectfully by any means, merely illustratively of a time when stories of ancient burial grounds and curses formed the mainstay of a lot of horror material. And what was this point about a recurring actor ah. we didn't acknowledge? Yeah, yeah, this is one that frankly was quite deliberate on my part, and you'll understand why. Bugs features the first appearance of actor Tyler Johnson, uh, who plays Mike Pike. Listen, that name sums up that episode. Well, yeah. Uh, so Tyler, he will return in the future, um, playing a very different character, this time called Samandriel. Oh, what kind of a name is that? Well, that's something I can't really tell you, because it would open up a discussion that, quite frankly, is a spoiler-filled can of worms. So suffice it to say, we're going to see Tyler again, and that's all I can say, really. And that is the last word on bugs. Uh, You better not be lying. Um, Okay, okay. So before we start, I want to talk about a film we just saw Mm. that's kind of a horror, and it was excellent, really. Um, Brilliant film. Yeah, yeah. Um, We really should mention it. It it really was great. So if you've not seen it yet, you need to go and watch The Invisible Man. Mm -hmm. I can't rate it high enough. And I'll I'll be perfectly honest, I I really did have some reservations about it, given it's a bit of a hackneyed idea, um, dating right back to the H.G. Wells original. I have to admit, though, it was a great film, which 
we should have known, really, because oh, yeah. the team behind it are themselves great. We've got Lee Wannell, uh, who's the brains behind films like Saw, Dead Silence, and one of my favourite film series of all time, Insidious. Oh, I love the Insidious films. Uh, them and the Conjuring Universe films are my top horror franchises, really. Well, and as you brought it up, um, what is it about The Invisible Man that grabbed you so much? Well, it wasn't what I was expecting. I genuinely went in thinking it was I wasn't going to enjoy it, mm. but... Um, Pretty much it ticked every box for yeah. me. Yeah, I do have to say, like his other films, Lee Wannell does a great line in minimalist effects. So by that I mean, whilst there is some CGI... My favourite. Yeah. It's it's never really an, an intrusive CGI. In fact, I think his film... I think this particular film, sorry, is the one that's got the most CGI of the lot. But we won't be giving any spoilers here. Looking at the Insidious films, though, for example... So much of that's filmed in a practical environment and relies much more on performances and some edits rather than the over-reliance on CGI that many other horror films nowadays depend upon. Absolutely that. This film does have some CGI, but it's uh, done well and supports the story. And it has a close to a happy ending, as it could be. Yeah. You'll see. Well, yeah. Uh, you no, see it. No, no spoilers for the listeners who haven't seen it yet. But yeah, do go and see it. This is a film that... Uh, leaves you quite satisfied. It doesn't have lingering questions that makes you go, yeah, but, yeah, but, which some films do. Um, it delivers a very, very positive and satisfying conclusion. And, dare we risk saying it, scope for a sequel too, perhaps, but I'm not going to say why. I really enjoyed it. Five stars from me. Okay, so I'm a bit worried, Mr. Five Star Reviewer, that watching The Invisible Man has spoilt you for today's watch of the next couple of episodes. Oh, me too. Uh, are they more Bloody Mary or are they more bugs? Listen, there is an right answer. Mm, yeah. Well, without wanting to jinx it, I'd say you've got nothing to worry about. But I'd also say that you can't compare 90 minutes of TV from 2005 with two hours of modern chiller film with all oh, the budget and effects that come with it. No. OK, I'll try, but uh, it'll be hard. Well, focus on the storytelling, perhaps, rather than the effects. Are they good stories? Because that helps. Well, that's for us to decide, really. We've heard from a few people via Twitter who've shared their views, and we can share those after we've watched. Okay, okay. So the Invisible Man has wiped my mind a bit. Remind me what was been happening. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, So flashback time. Deep breath, and off we go. In 1983, something unnatural kills Baby Sam and Baby Dean's mother, Mary, by pinning her to the ceiling of Baby Sam's bedroom and torching her body. Sam Winchester, that's the dad... Or, as I know him, Negan from The Walking Dead. Yes, but not yet. So, Daddy Winchester sends Little Dean outside to save Baby Sam. Oh, big mistake. Well, John himself barely makes it out alive, and this event changes his whole life. And he starts to hunt monsters, ghosts, and all of the things that live out there in the dark. The boys, Sam and Dean, are raised in this life, and whilst Dean takes to it like a Wendigo to a forest, Sam is a little more sensitive. He wants a normal life, and eventually he gets the chance to have one. He wants how so he can study law. He does. And after a row that we never see, Dad sends him away, and the brothers' lives take very different directions. Then, John Winchester goes missing, and Dean seeks out Sam to help him find their father. 
Sam, reluctantly, agrees, and their search leads them to tackle a woman in white. My favourite so far, a sexed-up spirit who goes after a man who cheated on their partners. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Uh, and after that, they sort her out, and Sam goes back to his law school life, and Dean prepares to go after his dad alone. But then, Sat, his girlfriend, Jess, his normal life girlfriend is hideously barbecued on the ceiling of grown-up Sam's bedroom, just like his mother. Dean rushes him and saves him, but it's too late for Jess. Oh, she was doomed the minute she met him. Oh, maybe. So, now the boys are back together and they have work to do. Saving people, hunting things, the family business. All the time looking for their dad. But he doesn't want to be found. Or so it seems. John has vanished and has changed his voicemail, directing people to contact Dean for help instead. Where is he, and why doesn't he want to be found? Listen, I really hope we find out soon. <laughs> well, Sam and Dean are following in their father's footsteps, taking down a Wendigo, vengeful spirits and demons, shapeshifters, and bugs. Oh, don't mention bugs. Oh, Anyway, we also find out that Sam had a dream about Jess's death weeks before it happened, and he literally didn't do anything to stop it. Well, Did he? it was mm. just a dream. Hey. Clearly wasn't just a dream. Come Choking on. on bugs. Oh. Well, if it wasn't a dream, what was it then? Uh, confession. Ooh, well, <laughs> we shall see if you're right in the fullness of time. However, in the meantime, Sam and Dean are going to be working together to take down as many evil supernatural things as they can whilst they're looking for their dad. I have a question. Oh, excellent. Go on. Uh, are there any supernatural things that aren't evil? Hmm, would that be classified as a spoiler if hmm. I answer it? It depends on the answer. Hmm, well, <laughs> let's just say for now that as far as Sam and Dean are concerned, particularly Dean, um, the only good supernatural thing is a dead supernatural thing. Well, except for those supernatural things that are already dead, um, but in which case they still need to go anyway. Uh, fair enough. However, that doesn't mean that they're right about it. And we may get to debate that sooner than you might expect. OK, I'll look forward to it. Well, and to tease you, we are going to have some familiar faces coming back in today's episodes. And Sam is finally going to tell Dean some home, some home truths. Oh, OK. I don't mind teasers. I just don't like spoilers. Oh, 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 oh well, OK, OK. I'm going to make a note of that. And we can start having a teaser of the week to end with to build your excitement for the next story. OK, good. Go for it. Shall we crack on? Uh, absolutely. So, if you rewatch us following along and any other supernatural virgins out there, um, we're about to make two stops. Shortly, we're heading off to the asylum, but first, we get to see if there really is no place like home. <laughs> Big question. Was that better than Bugs? Oh, come on. Uh, much better. Like, much, much better. Okay. Much, much. I really can't tell you how much relief I have to hear you say that. Well, don't get too excited. I think a dentist appointment would be better than Bugs. It was shit. Oh, don't ruin it. Okay, okay, never mind. So, we found ourselves back in Kansas. And Jenny, along with her two kids, uh, is moving into her new house. Which just happens to be Sam and Dean's old house. Creepy kids, creepy house. It's already good. A little bit um, like a 
horror by numbers, but mm. it works for me. Well, and so we have Mum finding Winchester family stuff in the basement, whilst her little daughter is facing something distinctly odd in the closet. <laughs> Listen, there is always something nasty in the closet. Yeah, but is it nasty after all? A fire spirit? Not good around clothes. <laughs> and <laughs> no. Surprise, surprise, the lights in the basement don't work. Yeah, none oh, of this shook. is... in. Anyway, health and safety compliant, frankly. And as you say, mum heading alone into a dark basement just to follow a noise. I mean, who does this? It it just invites people to shout at her from the TV, um, from their sofas, and throw things at the TV. Anyway, the next thing we know, uh, mum is trapped in the bedroom and it's all on fire. History is repeating itself. Only it isn't. This turns out to be Sam, the psycho, (laughs) having a bad dream again. Uh, Exactly. But we know how his last dream turned out. Uh, he also finally comes out to Dean about his dream powers, at least. Hope this doesn't mean that I'm wrong mm, about him. Well, is that Probably what you not. think? Well, never mind. Uh, I know I'm right. It's fine. Never mind. Leave it. Okay. So, Sam and Dean are heading off back home. Hence the title. And Sam finally finds out that it was Dean that carried him out to safety as a baby. Oh, bless. I know. And we see Dean actually here in a moment of extreme vulnerability, which is not something we're accustomed to seeing. And he's having a little cry and uh, calling up his dad for oh, help. Yeah, that was strange to see Dean like that. Didn't mm. really like it. And we'll talk about that again in a minute. Ah, we will indeed. Uh, I was surprised to see uh, Jensen giving that kind of uh, performance. I'm so used to seeing him act the tough guy, you know. Yeah, quite. And and I think we're beginning to see these characters have much more depth than perhaps, as casual viewers, we might be expecting to uh, see. Can I just say, I love the kid getting locked into the fridge. That was, <laughs> you, wow. You can, yeah. And uh, the man putting his hand into the weight disposal thing when the toys uh, start coming to life. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was asking for trouble, really. Mm. Uh, monkey banging symbols is always a sign of people coming. Yeah, it's, how many times we've we seen that? Yeah, I like, know it's l- it's literally like he has never watched a movie in his life. Talking of which, uh, for me, this is supernatural. Does poltergeist? We have the house, we have the kids, we have the medium. Oh yes, let's talk about Missouri the medium. I'd loved her. She's yeah. my favorite. Yeah, she she is an excellent character. And on that, you'll be pleased to know that we will be seeing her again soon uh no oh come on well she's a real highlight for me well she also turns out to be the one who uh pulled back the curtains for john winchester so to speak and set him on his journey um she clearly felt there was something extremely evil in the house just after mary's unnatural death Mm. baby sammy Mm. well it could be but what we do know is that this thing is not the same this time around We also have a reference or two to The Shining. Uh, The Shaking Bed is also very exorcist. Um, So one of The Shining references is when Dean says that that's what Sam actually has when he's talking about his um, psychic dream thing. And then Dean goes full, here's Johnny, when he's got the axe at the door. Um, So channeling is in a Jack Nicholson. So then we have the nitty gritty. There There isn't one spirit in the house. There's actually two. One of them is the old evil poltergeist but the other one it's uh, mary winchester returns yeah and the boys get a chance to see their mum again it's quite emotional really i mean not least as ultimately she uses up her energy to cancel out the 
the evil of the dark entity. Oh, come on. The fact this was a poltergeist really isn't a surprise. No, no. And it isn't really supposed to be. Most people who like horror genre stuff will have guessed what it is from the from the beginning of the show, particularly if they've seen the film. The real twist is the arrival of Mary's spirit. But why is she saying sorry to Sam? Uh, for him being a psycho killer. Well, I'm sure we'll find out one day, but it may take us a little while. And in the end, she's the one who saves them. Yeah, but that's not quite the end, is it? What about the very end of the episode? Oh, so yes, uh, Daddy Winchester was there all the time. Mm. And the medium thinks Sam is a powerful psychic, which I already said. Just want to point it out. Yes, yeah, we, we, get, we get that. But why is he a powerful psychic? Uh, because he's an actual evil monster, as I said, just pointing. And even his mum is sorry about him. Well, there is certainly something odd going on. Because John himself is refusing to get in touch with either of his boys until he knows the truth. But the truth about what? Or who? Oh, you about to piss me off. It's all about Sam. It's Sam. OK, so quick question. Would you say Sam is a selfish sport brat? Or is he right for what he wants? Uh, I don't think he's selfish. Well, maybe a little bit, but uh, not in a bad way. He just wants a normal family and a normal life, but uh, isn't how it is. Mm. So he needs to just grow some balls and deal with it. <laughs> uh, right. Lovely. Um, so why do you think he couldn't sense John Winchester there? Uh, well, maybe because he isn't his dad. <gasps> Mary might be his ma- mother, but I'm not convinced he's anything like John. Come on, they have nothing in common. But anyway, we'll see. Yeah, well, or maybe he's just too like him, temperamentally. Well, uh, whatever, never mind. Uh, we know Dad is alive and safe, but doesn't want to talk to his sons. Mm, so with that in mind, Selfish. we then <laughs> we head off to the asylum, the Roosevelt Asylum, to be precise. I like this one too. Another nice little horror film. Yeah. Now we're over in Rockford, Illinois, where people visiting an old, closed-down asylum get zapped and start killing people. Nothing, for me, is asking for trouble more than breaking into an old, abandoned, spooky asylum with a legend attached to it. We also have Sam getting pissed at Dean's blind following of John Winchester's instructions. The tensions are showing again here. What do you think of this episode? Uh, This reminds me of American Horror Story season set in Asylum. I think it was season two. I know uh, this came first, but they both have the same creepy atmosphere. Yeah, I totally know where you're coming from with that. You actually said in the scene where the young couple break in for their so-called romantic date, um, is very reminiscent of the very start of that that season of American Horror Story. Listen, if anyone hasn't watched um, American Horror Story, what are you waiting for? Come on, watch it. Yeah, you really, really should watch it. It's all on Netflix, by the way. Oh, get Netflix and chill. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is that what people say? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Anyway, we also have Dean pointing out that people really should pay more attention to horror movies, which we've been saying ourselves. Um, so let's take a moment to look at the set design here. It's not something we've talked about in the past, but this is mostly a single location. Um, and something that will please you is the lack of dependency on CGI. Oh, yes. There is uh, some fast edits Mm -hmm. and uh, makeup on the ghosts, Mm -hmm. uh, but not much CGI, really. I appreciate that. Yeah, so this one is very much the sort of, if you like, the best of what I like about the Insidious films. Minimalist, simple, and focused on creating an atmosphere and the characters, rather than leaning heavily on special effects. Uh, Yes, more like this, please. Yeah, key points for me from this. We find out that there are a lot of ghosts here, 
who actually are not vengeful spirits or evil at all. Um, so going back to your earlier question about supernatural things being evil, these these spirits are just trapped by the evil mad Dr. Ellicott. And once we see him dispatched... Sorting and burning again. Yeah, once once he's gone, they're all free to go. So I guess things in the supernatural world aren't automatically just evil. Um, we also get a bit of pressure on Sam and Dean's relationship. When Sam gets a dose of the zapping, he tells Dean exactly how he feels... And it frankly isn't good, even up to the point where he would have shot him dead if Dean hadn't second-guessed him and slipped him a pistol with no bullets in. This is just more proof that Sam is going to kill Dean, or hopefully die trying. Oh, hopefully die trying, that's a bit mean. Well, if he is evil... Well, is he evil or has he just got some deep-rooted anger at Dean? Well, is this why you... Ask about Sam being selfish. Well, yeah, because I, I, I think it's quite tricky to call. I mean, I get he's had a really screwed up life and he just wants to be normal. Well, which he clearly isn't. Mm, but he wants to be. And I think it's just a very, very frustrating situation for him. He clearly has no desire to keep following John's orders. And then, right at the end, the phone goes off. And it's Daddy Winchester. That's how you do a cliffhanger. Hmm. These two episodes give me hope that... Uh, the future is good. Well, I'm pleased to hear that. So, let's quickly turn to Twitter and see what the fandom have said about these episodes. We ran a poll for this, and Asylum pretty much took the crown for this. Um, in the comments, we did get love for both stories, though, and they are pretty popular. Gabrielle, at Bookbound Owl, she said that these are two of her top episodes from season one. I can believe that. Yeah. Gabrielle goes on to say, and I quote, that home was when the show was saying, we're not like any other horror, sci-fi, fantasy series that's been before. And I, I totally understand what you're saying there, Gabriel. There's so much heart in this episode. And then Asylum was just a great example of creating a mini-movie. She's pretty much summed up what we've been saying there. So thanks, Gabriel. We very much appreciate those thoughts. I understand what she means about heart. It must have been so hard for Dean to see his mum again like that. Um, yeah, and and there she is saving Sam, who, by his own admission, didn't even really know her as he was so young when she died. Now, not to get all depressing, but for deeply personal reasons, Home is, it's quite a hard watch for me, because I can't help think about thinking about, you know, what would happen should I see my own mum again? Not hopefully as a fiery spirit, but, uh, you know, it's just the concept of seeing her in this, this sort of way. It's, uh, it's quite thought-provoking. I know Gabrielle... Uh, what Gabriel is saying, mm. this is where we start to care about Sam and Dean, have some more feelings. Well, care about Dean, I'm not sure about Sam. I don't think he can be trusted. But... <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, thanks, Gabriel. Do keep sharing your thoughts. We love to hear from you. We also have this from at walk underscore day, both are top eps. Yeah, both are top eps. I can't argue with that. Um, they also go on to say about home bringing back a character unexpectedly and how that works really well, which I think it did. Technically, it brings back two. Mum and Dad return. Yeah. Did you see that coming? No, I had no idea would be Mary in the house. And what about John? Didn't expect to find him hiding in Kansas while his sons are out there looking for him. Bad, bad dad. Yeah. Well, thanks again for all the Twitter comments. We really do appreciate it. And please do continue to get in touch and ask us questions or say your memories of the episodes as we watch them. So remember, our Twitter is at SPNVirginPod and we are waiting to hear from you. Okay, so now my interest is, is picked again. Mm -hmm. What's next? 
Okay, well, next up is another of my favourites from the season called Scarecrow. Oh, my dear. <laughs> um, and that's followed by Faith, which will introduce us to a very important new kind of entity that may well raise some questions from you that I won't really be able to answer. Fine. Well, well if you have any questions or thoughts on um, Scarecrow or on faith please message us on twitter absolutely and we'll happily include them equally if you have any burning questions for either vasco or myself please do get in touch and if we have the time we will answer them in the podcast uh depends on the questions really oh, well i'm sure they'll be supernatural related also vote in our episode poll um and we can see if you preferred scarecrow or faith personally i think this would be quite a closely run one and uh, we um Still wants to hear from you about your uh, close encounters with spooky supernatural stuff. Oh, yes. Yeah. We'll happily read them out um, and we'll take them seriously. Yeah, we will. Um, and you can kick off with your very own that we mentioned um, last time around the, the Snapchat filter haunting. Okay, so that's my teaser for next week then. Oh, no, 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 I can I can do better than that, and I can actually make it um, about Supernatural. Oh, go on then. Right, so for next time, Sam meets someone who isn't who he thinks, and Dean gets fatally injured. What? Wait, Dean, Dean dies? Well, it's a teaser, not a spoiler, so I can't say any more. Oh, I'm guessing Sam finally kills him. I knew it was coming. Okay, I can't wait. But we'll see you all back here next week, hopefully. Yes, have a great week. Hey, so, you know, Kim Manners allegedly begged Eric Kripke not to make Bugs. Oh, stop talking about Bugs. But it's Come Bugs. On. We haven't talked about I Bugs. It's your favourite. Ah. Bugs, 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 Bugs. You've been listening to The Supernatural Version with me, Darren. And me, Vasco. With music by Bradley Burton. Please do remember to rate, review and subscribe. Adios, bitch. Jerk. Wait, why do you want me to say that? Don't be afraid.